lovers. Well, let's just be honest and call us what we are, music nerds. I am Kilo. As always, I'm joined by Charlie and Bravo, and you have found the KCB Music Den podcast. This is episode number three. We are about to tackle the discography, and what a discography it is, of Bruce Springsteen, also known as The Boss, for good reasons. Um, I actually grew up in New Jersey, South Jersey. I know Bruce is more from North Jersey, but still, Jersey's Jersey. So I've always been a, a big Bruce Springsteen fan. I uh, love all of his different eras. And um, really excited to get this one started. Anxious to see what my co-hosts have picked for their 12 songs for their perfect Bruce Springsteen albums. So let's just jump right into it, boys. There's a lot to discuss tonight, so... I'm going to go ahead and throw it over to Charlie for your track one and anything you wanted to say about Bruce to get started, go for it. All right. Thank you, Kilo. <clears throat> so for Bruce, for me, um, this was a daunting task, having to listen to 19 albums in a span of two weeks. Uh, I had probably only listened to four or five of them um, in my life before this, um, and I wasn't a huge fan of, of The Boss, but now I, I, I definitely am now. Um, People always tell you that you got to see this band or artist live to really appreciate them. Well, I had the opportunity in 2012 uh, in New Orleans down at Jazz Fest to see Bruce Springsteen headline on Sunday and Tom Petty headline on Saturday. Um, it was over a three-hour show, 23-song set list. He brought out this like 10-year-old, 11-year-old kid um, to like sing like harmony on like one of the songs. Um, they killed it, and that memory of the show kind of lives on with me. And so I was listening to these songs. I was like, man, like, you know, and then I went back to the set list and found, like, I think three three songs that were on the set list are on my um, 12. So that was kind of exciting, too. Um, I feel like his contemporaries are, are, are John Mellencamp, Tom Petty, Fogarty, you know, that blue-collar, raw, emotional, yeah. um, you know, artist and... Um, yeah, it's it's obviously done. He's done very 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 well for himself. So, <laughs> my number one song, or my song one for my perfect album picks, um, is a song actually written by Tim Scott McConnell and the Havilinas in 1987. <laughs> Say what? <laughs> and then it was recorded by Bruce in 2013 after playing with the legendary Tom Morello of Rage Against the Machine. There you go. Wow. So for me, this song is just a Kickstarter. I mean, it just it's got like that New Orleans feel. It's got that swagger. <laughs> it's got that that um that drum intro and then his solo at like I think around like the two minute and fifteen minute mark, Tom Morello's solo, and it lasts for like thirty songs. And you got the horn section and it just it just rumbles along. And I just felt like that's that was such a good song to kick off 
um, my perfect album pick. So I have high hopes um, off of High Hopes. Wow. There you That's go. My first song. That is a good Kickstarter. Bravo. <laughs> On well, to you for number one. Thank you very much. I mean, for me, I always look at Bruce Springsteen as America. Every 4th of July, I put on Bruce Springsteen. It's part of my actual holiday. Um, he's about as American as Astro Pops and uh, Hot Dogs. I mean, yeah. so when it's 4th of July for me, it's Bruce Springsteen. So that's been part of my, my tradition every year. So for me, when I was deciding what I was going to put on, number one, I decided to go with The River. Ooh. To me, that song just is a great starter. It wow. sounds like an album should start with the river. Um, in his own words, right from the greatest hits liner notes, he says, it was a breakthrough song for me. It was in the details in the first song that led me to write Nebraska. Because wow. he was learning to be a storyteller. Mm -hmm. So I yeah. thought, what a fantastic song. Let's get it on her right away. First track, The River. Over to you, Kilo. It's a good track. Wow. Good track. <clears throat> well done, Bravo. Oh, okay. I did not see either of those picks coming, <laughs> but but I like them. There I like go. them a lot. There you go. Not that you need need or seek my approval, but um... we try. <laughs> <laughs> well, I try for you guys too. So thanks, man. Uh, so you know, for me, I know we've discussed how we build our albums. Bravo has talked about you know looking at it as a baseball lineup with the three and then the four spot as a home run hitter. Yeah, if you've heard that on previous episodes and on things like that. For me, and not every perfect album I create, but for this album, I definitely wanted to start off with a song that, let's say no one had ever even heard of Bruce Springsteen. You were playing it for someone that had never even heard of him. It would have to be an alien from outer space, I assume. <laughs> but never knew nothing about his music. Sure. What one song could you grab them with that, you know what, they're going to sit and listen to the other 11 songs for Good sure. Idea. So I decided not to wait, not to pull any punches. Just go with what is considered probably his most iconic, encapsulating song for his whole career. If you had to pick one song, a lot of people, even casual fans, would probably pick this song. So you may be guessing that my first pick, my track one from my perfect Bruce Springsteen album, is of course Queen of the Supermarket. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, hey, oh. <laughs> just kidding. It's Born to Run, folks. Born to Run. Okay, there we go. Okay, sorry. I had to throw that in there. All so right. See if, if anybody's still listening after they thought I was serious about Queen of the Supermarket, which is an absolutely dreadful song. Oh, man. But anyway, we're talking about the good stuff here. So uh, now this song, <laughs> this song is widely considered one of the most iconic rock and roll songs ever. I mean, if you think about Like a Rolling Stone by Bob Dylan, mm -hmm. Can't Get No Satisfaction by the Rolling Stones. Sure. I mean, Born to Run by Bruce yep. Springsteen is that great of a song mm -hmm. in most people's opinion. Um, now, this song was a labor of love for Bruce and the E Street Band. It took them over six months in the studio, Ooh. off and on, of course. They didn't work on just this That's song for six crazy. months. But off and on, coming back to it, um, tackling it, they wanted to get that perfect sound, and boy, wow. did they. Mm -hmm. um, now, they experimented with streetcars and drag racing sound effects in, in the beginning of this song, and they even brought in horn sections and angelic choruses and even a string section were all recorded for this, and wisely, a lot of that was taken out because you just have that grit of the story. You didn't need all the bells and whistles. Mm -hmm. uh, Bruce made a wise decision to uh, release it the way it sounds as we know it. So, again, it might seem a little on-the-nose, obvious choice, but I want to draw people in right from the start, so Born to One is my track number one. Over to you, Charlie. That's a great pick. Um, so my number two, um, I, I went with Wrecking Ball. 
Mm, okay. And the reason I, I went with Wrecking Ball, as, as I have in my past albums as well, I like to have the album flow. So I, I wanted to kick off with High Hopes, that real kind of chart, that hard charger, and then continue the momentum with Wrecking Ball. Um, my favorite lyric in that song is, I was raised out of steel here in the swamps of Jersey some <laughs> misty years ago. Through the mud and the beer and the blood and the cheers, <laughs> I've seen champions come and go. And this song was actually an ode to Giant Stadium closing. Oh, wow. And he was the final band oh, that yeah. played no Giant yeah. Stadium and closed it. Um, yeah, I think I heard that. Yeah. This song, it just builds. You know, it, it builds. And a lot of his songs, I, I, I noticed going back into his discography, like uh, there's, there's, a, a, there's a building to a lot of the songs, especially in the intros. His voice sounds really strong on this, on this song as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, the brass at a minute 50 comes in. The violin in the song is great. Um, and then I like the dynamics where he slows it and softens it down and then it picks back up, you know, that last like 30, 35 seconds of the song. Um, again, just a great, great song. Um, I don't know from a commercial standpoint how well that album did. Um, but for, from that standpoint, like this song on that album was excellent. So that's why I have it at number two. Cool draw, yeah. Bravo, I mean, that's, you got. That caught me off guard. Yeah, sure. starting his first two songs with later <laughs> yeah. period Bruce. Which yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. I mean, no. hey, it's, it, that's interesting, but yeah. for me, my number two, and I think Charlie's gone into it before, um, we build these albums based on how we think it should sound and what a good album should run as, front to back, side A, B. Yep. So my second track, typically I like, you know, the first one to be an, you know, almost an introduction. Yeah. Second, I like to go in with something that kind of rolls off nicely. So number two, I went with Does This Bus Stop at 82nd Street? Off of Greetings. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. okay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> See, took, took you a minute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just found the song to be very interesting sounding. It came off almost Dylan-esque to me. Yeah. Uh, it sounded very much like a Dylan song. Okay. Uh, and I'm a huge Dylan fan. So I thought that was very cool to hear that sound. His dad, Doug, was a bus driver. So, I mean, yeah. some people think that contributed to the song itself. So, probably that yeah. part was also fascinating to me that, you know, learned a, bit, a little bit of history there. His dad, Doug, was a bus driver. So, and he sung about his dad in other songs exactly. as well. So, yeah. that's, that's not the first song that he's done. Yep. That so, I mean, yeah, for yeah. me, that's where I wanted to go with too. And now on the Kilo. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I love the diversity that's the in these albums. Of, yeah. of 19 albums. You're yeah. going to have some surprise. <laughs> exactly. The deep cuts are going to be There's deeper. Some... <laughs> yeah. The first cut is the deepest. That, we know. Oh, that is true. Oh, music nerd joke. Okay. <laughs> Move it along here, Kilo. Come on. All right. So my number two, number I'm going to go to The Wild, The Innocent, and The E Street Shuffle. Mm -hmm. is second album, I believe. Yep. From 1973. Uh, my favorite song on that album is going to be in my number two slot. I'm going to go with Rosalita, Come Out Tonight. Mm. Very great pick. All right, thank you. Yep. So this is a very fun and descriptive tale of a rock and roller and his love for a girl whose parents disapprove of him in his, quote, career path. <laughs> mm. um, now, the E Street Band is on fire on this track. Um, and this, I think you guys will find this interesting since last week, and go back and please listen if you didn't listen to it already, last week we did our perfect album picks for Counting Crows, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Adam Duritz, the singer of Counting Crows, was actually quoted uh, comparing the last three tracks on the uh, Wild, Innocent, and East Street Shuffle album, which this track is the middle of those three last mm -hmm. songs. Um, he compared it to the second side of the Abbey Road album, the oh, wow. Beatles. 
That's big. And to quote Adam Duritz, he said, there's magic in the subject matter and everyone rises to the occasion. Speaking of how the, the whole street band, band played yeah. so well. So, um, yeah, this song is just a barn burner. It's uh, Bruce is really almost growling in this song and bar- <laughs> barking out the story, if you will. Um, so my favorite lyric in the song is, uh, after her papa locks her in her room to keep the two lovers apart, he says in a pleading voice, I'm coming to liberate you, confiscate you. I want to be your man. Hmm. So that's Bruce bearing it all for, for his love. <laughs> yeah, grimy. So <laughs> number two is... <laughs> grimy. <laughs> number two... Scandalous. <laughs> At least we crack ourselves up. Hopefully that's anybody right. out there is enjoying it too. <laughs> My number two is Rosalita come out tonight. Over Such to Charlie. And that's a great album, too. Um, yeah. So my number three, again, I, I um, went a little bit newer. Uh, this song came out 12 years ago. Hmm. It won Best Rock Song and Best Solo Rock Vocal Performance at the Grammys, which, you know, who cares about the Grammys anymore? It's kind of irrelevant. But in, <laughs> in 2008, I, I forget who he beat that year, but there were some, some heavy hitters. It's a good so. factoid. Yeah. My number three is Radio Nowhere. Mm. I, I love that pick. I love this song. It, it sounds like Tom Petty. Um, it it's a grinder again, and again, it just kind of keeps the momentum going. From what I started with high hopes with Wrecking Ball, it just this song. It's just a great, great song. It is. Um, it really is. Rocks. I just want to hear some rhythm like that. It's, yeah, it's a powerful statement, you know. Yep. And again, it's a grinder. It's just it just. <laughs> And he does a very, very good job of, of these kind of songs, and that's what he—that's what he's known for. And so this, for 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 me, Radio Nowhere was a no-brainer when I started listening to it. So that's why I have it at number three. Nice, perfect. I love that. Bravo! What you got? Well, for my number three, like we've spoken about again, mm-hmm. building the album, and uh, Charlie mentioned this. My three and four is my uh, heavy two big hitters. hitters. Yeah. Man, I want yeah, that. Yeah. I want Baseball the ball moving. Home yeah. run, baby. So for number three, I'm going with Racing in the Street. Off of yeah. Darkness on the Edge of Town. Oh. The lyrics to me always were fascinating. So when I looked into it, I found out basically it was about 70s culture in Asbury Park. He's saying all the hot rods that were going around the yeah. block, around the Stone Pony. And I, Charlie, have you been to the Stone Pony? I have not. Well, that shocks me. As many shows that have the indoor, outdoor. Yes. I but I've been there three times. Nice. And every wow. time you walk in, it feels like Bruce. There's, I haven't seen him live there, mm-hmm. but yeah. just the uh, like the ambience of him there, like yeah, the yeah. pictures, like the culture of Asbury Park is just Bruce Springsteen. It's his house. So yeah. just reading about that being the, the so culture cool. of you know, he, he said at that point he didn't have a car, mm-hmm. but being around all that, he just dreamt of wanting a car, just seeing all the cars cruising the block. So thought for me that number three is going to lead up real nice to a four. So really mm-hmm. nice. Like he really his his lyrics are very picturesque. In oh, that absolutely! Song. Oh, yeah. Yes. You really feel like you're there, like and he, you're. Yep. Well, he's, so, yeah. Great absolutely. Song. Great. He's great so great at that. All right, Kilo. Well, I gotta admit that's a great pick for your number three, but I was a little disappointed because we almost had another trifecta here oh. on the KCB Music Den podcast because my number three, like Charlie, is Radio Nowhere. Are you there? You go. Yeah. yeah. I wanted. I wanted a barn burner. Oh, I, I wanted good. a real. Uh, rockin' song there my number three slot and that does the job obviously now let's get it out of the way some people poked a little fun at this song when it first came out because it's the exact same chord sequence to 8, 6, 7, 5, 3, oh, nine. <laughs> 
But you know what? So are millions of other songs. Who cares? Sure, absolutely. It doesn't sound anything like it beyond the chords. So, um, If you never realize that it sounds like that song, by the way, and I've just ruined that song for you, I apologize. <laughs> but, you know, you'll oh, have to just move Kilo. on. I know. Kilo's always doing weird stuff. <laughs> you know. Well, everybody knows that. Um, Raining on parades. <laughs> and whatnot. And whatnot. <laughs> So I just think it's an attention-grabbing, blistering guitar tone right from that first second of the song. It just draws you in. It just flat-out rocks. Um, and I love that urgent plea in his voice. This is Radio Nowhere. Is there anybody alive out there? Yes. You know, it's... Uh, mm-hmm. In it's, these times, it's very appropriate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a legitimate question in 2020, yeah. folks. Um, so, yeah. So Radio Nowhere. We almost had the trifecta, but that's yeah. okay, Bravo. I respect your pick. Hey. My apologies on this one. <laughs> That's okay. No, no need to apologize for your perfect album. Never, never do that. All right. So on to your number four, right? Charlie? Yes. So right, my number four, um, I went back to, what album is this off of? This is off of Born in the USA. Um, so I did. I went back a little bit. My first three songs were newer Bruce, and we yeah. had to go back old school here. So my number four is Cover Me. Um I didn't know this, but and I, I think Donna Summer is is her own joke on her own, just from Saturday Night Live. But um, he actually wrote this song for Donna Summer. Oh, wow. I only found that out yesterday. Yeah. Really? Yeah. But decided to keep it for himself after recording the demo, and the band was like, "Hey, this, this is <laughs> like I think we could do something with this." Yeah, so, that shocks so, me. Yeah. Okay. So it, was, it could have been like this, you know. He wanted 70s. to work hard for his own money. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, love the piano in this song. Again, his voice is so is is it's a, such a vocally strong song for him. It's got that '80s feel. Oh yeah, um, and then that guitar solo at one at I think a minute thirty five in the song. You know, it just kind of goes off. Um, Stephen Van Zandt is again incredibly over, underrated as a guitarist, as I've found out. Agreed. Oh, um, amazing. Going through He's this. He's a bit soprano too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not the vocal part. Right? No, no, no. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Like you know. There aren't many bands where the other band members are as equally famous mm-hmm. as the leader. You know, yeah. Zeppelin. You know, yep. yeah. Maybe Pink Floyd. You know, I'm trying to think of other bands. Oh, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. definitely Bruce Spring. You know, the E Street Band, Max Weinberg. You know, Steve oh yeah, Clarence they're Clemens, all there. Yeah. Clarence yeah. Clemens, yeah, they're all there. Rest in peace. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so my number four cover me. Um, just a great, great, great song. So that's why I had it at number four. Great. Perfect pick. Bravo. Bravo. For my number four, again, this is my home run spot. Yeah, yeah. here it is. So my number four has these lyrics, which are some of my favorite Bruce lyrics. And it says, show a little faith, there's magic in the night. You ain't a beauty, but hey, it's all right. <laughs> yes. From Thunder Road. <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't yeah. know why I love that lyric so much. But every time it comes on, I just think, man, I don't know if that's a compliment. Exactly. I mean, if it's, how do you <laughs> take that? It's like a that? backhanded. It yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. It really is. Yeah. But the track itself, I mean, every time it comes on, it absolutely stops. I go, man, what a fantastic album. Oh, yeah. Um, track on that. One of his best. Found out also, because we dig around in these things, mm-hmm. that uh, he got the song title from a film poster he had seen. Didn't see the movie, but it was a film from the 50s starring Robert Mitchum. And he's seen the poster and thought it was... Interesting, okay. and wrote a song with the concept that for a movie he's never seen. So, uh, but just based on the poster, just based on the picture, he thought it, it, it gave him some inspiration. Yeah, that's a great songwriter, right there. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Kilo. Wow, Thunder Road at number four. Yeah. Thunder Road at number four. <laughs> I know that's your home run spot. So that I mean that is clearly yep. a home run. No one could argue that. All right, so my number four. 
Wanted to bring it down a little bit from the rocking, but not too much yet. Um, so I looked towards his 1987 album, Tunnel of Love. Mm. And it may be kind of obvious because it was the big hit off this album, but my probably my favorite song on that album, too, is Brilliant Disguise. Oh, man. So that's a very personal song for him. He was just coming off of a broken marriage. Um, I think it's got one of the best lyrics about interpersonal relations and a rocky relationship ever. Uh, To quote Bruce, tell me what I see when I look in your eyes. Is that you, baby, or just a brilliant disguise? Mm-hmm. If you really think about it's those amazing. two lines, it's so powerful. It is. Um, and I just love the driving beat throughout the song and the tasteful use of the synthesizers. Now, again, this was the 80s, but he didn't go overboard with the synthesizers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a huge fan of 80s music, by the way, so I'm not busting on that. But um, he used them very tastefully. Um, and the way it wraps up, the, the lyrics in the outro of the song kind of bring the story full circle when he sings... Tonight our bed is cold, lost in the darkness of our love. God have mercy on the man who doubts what he's sure of. <laughs> Just a great lyric to end Wonderful the song with. Really wraps up the story nicely. So I went with Brilliant Disguise at number four. Over to you, Charlie. Nice insight there. Um, Thank you, sir. So my number five, um, you know, we're getting toward the end of the side A. So, you know. Yep, the vinyl. I want to yep. keep, wanna keep uh, the momentum going. So this is kind of a mid-tempo um, and this song is off The Rising. Um, Ooh, ben, and that up. is Mary's Place. Ooh, <laughs> we're going to have a party. There we go. Yeah. I love the sax and the trumpets in this song. Again, kind of like St. Robinson is Cadillac Dream with Counting Crows. Like the song and the lyrics in this song make you want to be there or you want to be him. So I want to be at Mary's Place. Like I want to <laughs> go to this party. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like a good time. It does. Like, if it Bruce does. is going to be there, he's going to be there. Like, I'm sure it's going to be a good time. Yeah, um, yeah. I love the background, the, the background vocals, the ladies that sing, mm-hmm. um, yeah, turn yeah. it up at the end, um, and then the ending. It kind of just builds and builds. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. great. Um, yeah, just a just a fun like, yeah, just a great song. And so I, I wanted to, you know, have kind of an appetizer before my heavy hitter to end my to, to end my side A. So. Mary's Place just just fit very, very nicely in that spot at my number five. Perfect. Very nice. A lot of, <laughs> lot of newer Bruce on your side. Yeah, yeah. I see that. Yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah, and then I kind of go back. Well, you well, no, no, no. <laughs> Don't tell me. <laughs> so excited. Bravo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right. right. For my number five, I'm taking a track from my favorite Bruce album. And it's the only song I'm getting from that album. Hmm. But it's Atlantic City. From Nebraska. Oh. Absolutely love that track. Now, I almost decided to look up and see who the chicken man was. Whose house gets blown up. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know? And I decided I'm just not going to find out. I don't care. I just like thinking yeah. it's a chicken. I don't sure. know why, but. Yeah. And that was like the, track. the first or second lyric, right? In the song, right? Oh, yeah. The first, yeah. yeah, yeah well, yeah, they okay. blew up the yep. chicken man in Philly last night, yeah. right? And then they yeah. blew his house up, too. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, which is horrible. What did that chicken man do? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> So, he was selling turkey. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Anything in Philly, you never know. Voucher. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it's the only album, I mean, only track on his greatest hits from Nebraska, yeah. which yeah. I think is such a criminally underrated album. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's the only, it was the first track he actually had a music video made for, which he was not in. He was opposed to it, but the record label basically forced it upon him. Yep. So we need, a, we need a video finally from you, Bruce. So. Yeah. But yeah, my number five, I like that track and figured it fit in nice. So we're going there. Atlantic City. Over to you, Kilo. All right. 
Great song. Great, great choice. Well, for my number five, I was in the same mindset as Bravo as far as I decided to head out to Nebraska. Oh! But I didn't pick the same song as oh, Bravo did. nice. So for my number five, I'm going with the epic piece of storytelling by Bruce. Highway Patrolman. Very good. All right, now this is a great tale of a police officer from a small town who has a brother who often finds himself in trouble. Um, if you're not familiar with the song, I'm not going to ruin the ending for you, but uh, one day his brother Frankie goes too far and kills a man in cold blood. Mm. So this police officer chases after him and has to decide whether to let him go across the Canadian border or arrest him. Now remember, this is his brother. Mm -hmm. It's flesh and blood. So if you've never heard this amazing song, I'm not going to spoil the ending for you, but please listen to the song <laughs> Highway Patrolman off of Nebraska. Um, the lyrics in the chorus really put the listener in the story. You can almost feel like you're there at the bar with them as he sings, Me and Frankie laughing and drinking, nothing feels better than blood on blood, taking turns dancing with Maria as the band played Night of the Johnstown Flood. Mm. Just a beautiful, beautiful song. Um, I actually at one point felt the need to research if this was a cover song which i know that sounds crazy but like the story sounds like it's from an old older time <laughs> and like i'm like, like an old folk song yeah exactly like i was yeah, like yeah. is this like a woody guthrie song yeah. that i've ever heard like that's how well written this song is i wasn't yeah. sure i mean but i, I should have known the bruce Rose i think nebraska the album makes you wonder could he have been as good of an author as he was a musician because oh, the yeah. storytelling in that is absolutely fantastic mm -hmm. well and as you guys probably know he recorded that at home and i think it was yep. a four track and might have even been a cassette recorder oh, yeah. and then it was put out on a, on a major label i mean just think about that mm -hmm. um but yeah that that song is just whew, it, it gives me chills so Highway Patrolman is my number five right. over to Charlie. Are you about to end your side A here? I am about to end my side A with Tell song the people. six. Tell them. Again, I, as we've talked about in previous episodes, when you when you look at these bands and you're like, all right, well, how do how do I get down to these twelve songs? Oof. This song for me was kind of a no brainer, um, and to end my side A, I felt was again very appropriate. Because it's kind of reflecting, and it's glory days. Um, off of Born in the USA. Yep. Um, so Bruce, in an interview, said the first verse actually happened. The second verse mostly happened. The third <laughs> verse, of course, is happening now. <laughs> yeah. And then originally it contained a fourth verse, which we talked about earlier, about talking about his dad. It actually mentioned his father working on the Ford assembly line. Oh, wow. So I guess his dad was obviously worked there, so... Again, you know, talking about his dad, having, you know, inspiration for lyrics from his dad. Um, my favorite lyric in this song, though, is, And I hope when I get old, I don't sit around thinking about it. But, but I probably, probably will. will. <laughs> <laughs> and as someone who's in their 40s now, you know, you, you, you do. It's, it's just human nature to reminisce about, your, yeah. you know, your, your days past when you were, you know, a better person, a younger person. And so, yeah, for him, this was a very, very... Um, heartfelt personal song and it's it is it's just a great great song and for yeah. to end on side a um i felt like it a very appropriate so that is my song six glory days quite a rocking song that is that bravo <laughs> what you got for your six well ending my side a i stole from uh charlie and kilo <gasps> i am going with radio nowhere oh, oh, right. doesn't yeah. don't really have to go into too much detail because yeah, yeah. it's been going into but from what i read it was about his concept of an apocalyptic end of the world type of song where okay. 
no communication, can't hear anything. Made me wonder if he, which album came out first? Was it um, Tom Petty's The Last DJ? Oh, yeah. Or Magic? I couldn't tell. Oh, uh, yeah. Because the concept well, seems so similar to me. Last but... DJ was maybe nine. <laughs> Last DJ was early 2000s, I think. Okay. Like, and Magic was, uh, let me see, I have it here. Magic was 2007, so actually, I'm pretty sure Last DJ was first. Okay, so I'm yeah. going to have to give Penny credit on the concept then, yeah. but yeah. great track. And, mm-hmm. and both you mentioned, just a driving track, and <laughs> wanted to just finish off the album with something heavy like that. Yep. Your Excellent. Side, uh, yeah. so, over to you. All right. Well, that's not a true trifecta, because it's not <laughs> of the same sequence order it's not, slot, but, but still, all three we'll of us had it. Radio Noah, so I just want to point that out. That's yep. cool. Very cool. All right, so for my number six... Now, this will not surprise me in the least if either of you, or maybe even both of you, like you did in Counting Crows, Mm -hmm. have this as your 12th song to end your side B. But for me, it fit better, the flow of my album, to end my side A with this epic song. It is the closing track from arguably his greatest album, Born to Run, and my number six is Jungle Land. Now, this is a nine and a half minute long journey of a song, and I just think it's a great way to close my side A. Um, it's arguably Clarence Clemens' finest moment in the studio. Okay. Uh, the sax solo in this song is unreal. Um, the musicianship on this song across the board is just unbelievable. Uh, the piano in the outro is just majestic and magical, in my opinion. Uh, and my favorite lyric from this sprawling tale of a song by the master songwriter Bruce Springsteen, my favorite lyric is, Kids flash guitars just like switchblades. Hustling for the record machine. The hungry and the hunted explode into rock and roll bands that face off against each other out in the street down in Jungle Land. Mm. Just a beautiful, beautiful <laughs> song. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a great way to end my side A. Um, again, it, it feels like it could be track 12 and end side B, but just the way my album worked out, uh, it's ending my side A, and I couldn't be happier about that. So over to Charlie. All right. So to kick off my side B of my album. Now we're going to do a quick little recap of oh, the yes, first Oh, yes, I guess we should. Yeah. Yes, yes. So my first, sound, my first six, High Hopes, Wrecking Ball, Radio Nowhere, Cover Me, Mary's Place, and Glory Days. Oof. So opening my side B, song seven, I have 10th Avenue Freeze. Oh, I love oh, that song. song. From Born to Run. Oof. It's funky. Yes. It's fun. Grab me again, right? <laughs> exactly. I love the melody. I love the piano in the song. Um, and again, when I saw him back in 2012, I I would have really liked to have seen this song live. I have not seen this song live, but I'm sure this song is amazing. Oh, I have no <laughs> doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Um, so again, I wanted to, as, as kind of I opened up you know, my side A with High Hopes, 10th Avenue Freeze Out for me was a no-brainer. If I wasn't going to put that as my number one, it was going to be my number seven. So, yeah. bravo. What do you got for your number seven? Well, that shows for my uh, side B first track, again, I stole from Kilo. He used a song earlier, Rosalita. Uh, for every single reason he mentioned, it's an absolutely fantastic track. Yep. Um, Springsteen called it a kiss-off to everyone who says you're not good enough. And that goes right yeah. in line with the father and yep. not appreciating it. And I thought absolutely was a great way to start off with, uh, you know, the second side of that album. Yeah. So yeah, that's where I went. Cool. I like Can you it. do a quick recap of your song? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I forgot that. That's okay. I started off with The River, ran up to Does This Bus, bus Stop at uh, 82nd Street, then the Racing in the Street, Thunder Road, 
Atlantic City, and then ended it with a. Oh no! Oh yeah, I'm sorry. And then ended it with Radio Nowhere. There you go. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And then Excellent. Rosalita at number seven, right? Yep. Starting right. Right. Okay. All right. Well, let me before I forget, which I was about to. <laughs> um, let me recap. Eli, please recap your first two songs. <laughs> Help me out, boys. Uh, my side A, uh, Born to Run, Rosalita, Come Out Tonight, Radio Nowhere, Brilliant Disguise, Highway Patrolman, Jungle Land. All right. So my number seven. I guess I was feeling like hitting a home run at my number seven here because I did exactly what Charlie did in his number four, I believe. Oh. I had to go with Thunder Road okay. to open up side B. Um, I think it's one of the best opening album songs ever. It's obviously the first song on mm-hmm. his landmark album, Born to Run. So I thought it was a great way to kick off my side B. Um, now, this song really sets the table for themes he would revisit throughout his career for decades to come. You know, The Open Road, Escape, Freedom... The lovelorn young woman, the hardworking men who make an honest living with their hands, uh, the strength and the sheer will to survive. All these things he would revisit over and over again with brilliant lyrics. Um, and you stole my thunder here. <laughs> thunder wrote it. Thunder I, didn't, I didn't even try that. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I'm punning when Where's I don't even try it. <laughs> <laughs> but you stole my thunder earlier, Bravo, when you that's the exact lyric that I picked out. Show a little faith, there's magic in the night, you ain't a beauty, but hey, you're all right. I always lyric. thought of that lyric too. It's like, is he complimenting yeah. her? Is he insulting her? Is he doing both at the same time? Yeah. Which I actually think he kind of is. It, it's kind uh, of it. There's no other way to do it. Yeah. So He's I, the boss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tip my hat to you, Bruce. You got away with it and you made a lot of money too. <laughs> so that's my number seven, Thunder Road over to Charlie. All right. So my number eight, I actually went back to Born to Run. So I got back to back Born to Run songs. Uh, this song, um, as we talked about earlier too, about how um, we had a, str- a string section was brought in and then they ended up not making it. So this song also had a string section oh. that was brought in to play on the track, hmm. but it did not make the final mix. And that is Backstreets. Oh, okay. I, <laughs> Great song. Yep. Yeah. I, this song, first of all, it has a minute and eight musical intro. So <laughs> I know you love that. I you love, love that. that. <laughs> and I re- again, I thought about doing that as my song okay. one if I didn't do 10th Avenue Freeze Out or High Hopes. But again, I felt like where it was placed and where I had it set up in my side B, it worked out. This song is all about the chorus and emotion. Um Hiding on the back streets. Like, I don't know how many times he says it, but yeah, like, yeah, it yeah. just doesn't get old. Like, and it yeah. just, it, the piano ending at the end, um, it's, it's just a great song. And it's also one of Max Weinberg's favorite songs that they do, oh, which yeah. I did not know. Okay. And it's also the name of a popular, I guess, fan magazine that, uh, oh, yeah. So, yeah. that as well. So, yeah, for me, this song, when I listened to it, because I was not familiar with this song up until doing, you know, this this two-week, you know, jam session of trying to learn Bruce. But this song is great. I mean, I, I will listen to this song probably 150 more times and love yeah. every minute of it. So awesome. I have it at my number eight. So great choice. Bravo, what you got? For my number eight, I'm going to go with The Promised Land. Oh, yeah. Um, mainly, I love the lyrics on this one again. You know, yeah. blow away the dreams that tear you apart. Blow away the dreams that break your heart. Um, yeah. He says... The concept of promised land was actually like actually sarcastic. It wasn't actually meant in a serious way. So again, I just thought it sounded fantastic. I love the lyrics on it. I enjoyed finding out it's sarcastic. A lot of Bruce's stuff is tongue in cheek. So mm-hmm. like born in the USA, exactly. Not happy song. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's my number eight. Okay. Great. 
All right, let's keep this rolling along here, boys. Uh, my number eight, I'm going to go back to the album The River, mm. but not the title track like Bravo used earlier. Um, my number eight is the song Hungry Heart. Okay. I just think this is a powerful, high-energy song. Um, and oddly enough, as wildly successful as Bruce was his entire career, this was his first U.S. top ten hit. Oh, wow. I mean, he had already put Born to Run out. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's been I mean, wow. That was, um, that's shocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, you know, it's a simple statement about what we all long for in this life, you know. I, I take it as the heart is hungry, you know, mm -hmm. for love and happiness. Um, the organ is an absolute beast in this song. Um, and I love the simple ah, background vocals mm -hmm. that are introduced in yep. the second verse. He waits till the second verse. Um, and they're perfectly mixed. They're not overbearing, but the, you, I couldn't imagine the song without them. Um, and yeah, this was a big radio hit for the boss in 1980. And it's not hard to see why, in my opinion. So I went with uh, number eight, Hungry Heart. Forty years later. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh! All right. So my number nine. I kind of went again recent. Um, off the wow. album, The Rising. Ooh. The title track off that album. Wow. Okay. The Rising. Wow. Um, wow. What an important song. Yeah, a a, a timeless song. Um, obviously, it was written about the firefighters after nine eleven. Yeah. Um, just emotional, heartfelt. Um, graphic lyrics um <laughs> yeah again a strong chorus just th that come on up all the rising yeah it just and then what what's cool about the song is he slows down the bridge yeah you know the tempo and yep. then again it kind of builds and builds till the end and then the sky said the lyrics at the end yeah yeah um just a great great song and again commercially successful but I don't know if many people will have the rising on, you know, Probably if they not. did their top 12, but that song for me, it has a little bit of a, you know, I guess out of, you know, travesty comes like, you know, happiness, but there is a little bit of a pop feel to that song, sure. yeah, yeah. despite, you know, the, yeah. the, the, the material. But yeah. yeah, so that's why I have uh, the rising at number nine. Great. Bravo, Perfect. what you got? Great choice. Well, my number nine is again, Stolen from Kilo. I just keep on the next <laughs> track after he gets to it. Um, He's a hamburger. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what can I say? But brilliant disguise. Hey, He's right. Brilliant yeah. choice. A fat, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A fantastic mm. '80s song that doesn't sound too '80s, yep. yeah. but you can hear the influence. Yeah. Um, like he, like Keith said. I mean, it, I mean, Kilo. It's basically a relationship problem song. I mean, he said he spent a lot of time in strip clubs <laughs> while he was writing that song. Yeah. So, but everything else matches up to exactly what Kilo said. I mean, again, we apparently have the same boss, you know, vibes going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's my number nine. And folks, just so you know, we're very adamant about this. We do not talk about our no. list before we uh, get together. So this is all spontaneous, and you can hopefully probably hear it <laughs> in, in our moment. reactions and everything. Absolutely. So, yeah. um, so don't feel bad about stealing from me, Bravo, because I'm about to steal from you. <laughs> hey, about time. Uh, okay. uh, <laughs> so my number nine, I'm going back to Nebraska. Ah, it's Atlantic time for me to put Atlantic City, Atlantic City. on yeah. right. That's my number nine. It's a great haunting sound to this song. Um, the legendary chorus lyrics, everything dies, baby, that's a fact. Maybe everything that dies someday comes back. Mm -hmm. Put your makeup on, fix your hair up pretty, and meet Maybe me tonight in Atlantic, Atlantic City. City. It's just yeah. such a classic it chorus. Is. One of the best ever. Um, it kind of surprised me that I put two songs from ne Nebraska on my perfect album. But considering I only had 12 slots, you know, but, but then again... 
I am from New Jersey, you know, so <laughs> I had to put Atlantic City on here. It was almost, uh, you know, a rite of passage. Um, so, yeah, and, and the, the protagonist in this song is clearly in some trouble. You know, this gambling mm-hmm. debt, as uh, Bravo uh, alluded to earlier, that not, quote, no honest man can pay. So he's going to, quote, do a little favor. Oh, yeah. You know, so there's some seedy stuff going on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, down it's there, a on, town. <laughs> it is yeah. down there on the boards, <laughs> but um, or under the boards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> indeed. Um, so that's my number nine, Atlantic City. So awesome. over to Charlie. Great, 10, great right? song. Yes, we are on a number ten. So number ten for me. Um, I went back to the river, and Ooh. I went with Independence Day. Oh, very good song. Great choice. Very good song. Oof. Again, talking about his relationship with his dad. Um, they did not get along. But I guess later in life, Bruce realized that his father worked really hard to support his family. And, you know, he came to appreciate his efforts. So this song is about him. Um, my favorite lyric in this song is, There was just no way this house could hold the two of us. I guess that we were just too much of the same kind. And then at the end, that or not at the end, but the sax, the saxophone solo yeah. in this song. It's just gorgeous. It's yeah. just absolutely beautiful. Um, yeah, I could not have, this is probably like of my album picks or of my song picks, this probably, um, highlighted Clarence the most yeah. uh, of the songs that I picked. Yeah. Um, and I, I wanted to do at least one song, um, you know, to kind of honor his, um, influence and, and contribution to the band. So that's why I have number 10 at Independence Day. Bravo. What you Very got? nice. Track. Very good. For my number 10, I seem to have one song and album that. There's no real reason that I put it on. Mm-hmm. I just enjoy it when it comes on. Uh, that's my number 10. I'm going down. Um, very repetitive track. Lyrics aren't very diverse anyway. I mean, it just yeah. continues to roll. But yeah, yeah, yeah. What Ooh. album is that off of? Born in, um, Born in the USA. Born in the USA. USA. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's my, right. just my favorite track on that album, which is okay. chock full of great songs. Yeah. Right. But it's just a very, you put it on, it just plays in the background, and you just go, I really like that. So I figured, you know, number 10, I just want to put it on and let it roll. Awesome. That's not that's that's surprising. Yeah. That's that song rocks. It, it's yeah, it's it, fun. You're right. It's very simple. Yeah. It's very very simple lyrics, but it totally works for the song. Absolutely yeah. sweet. I can't argue. That's that's great. Um, well, my number ten. I'm also on the Born in the USA album. <laughs> and if I remember correctly, I think I'm stealing this one from Charlie. I'm going with Cover Me. Ah yes. You had that earlier, didn't yep. you? Yeah. My number four is Cover Me. Yeah. yeah. So my number ten is Cover Me. Um, now, a really quick personal story about this, because uh, it's from the Born in the USA album. Um, I remember vividly as a kid, I was about 10 years old, and I grew up, like I said, in Williamstown. Oh, I didn't tell you this part yet. I told you I grew up in New Jersey, but I grew <laughs> up in Williamstown, New, New Jersey, which is in Gloucester County. Still have a lot of friends there, by the way. Uh, and there was a carnival that came once a year called the St. Mary's Carnival, and they would set up all the games and the rides and everything. I vividly remember as a kid playing a game, it's something where you throw the ball, or I don't know what it was, but I played this game over and over and over, a dollar, another dollar, another dollar, another dollar, until I won Born in the USA on cassette, <laughs> which was hanging above my head as one of the prizes. That's awesome. Now, honestly, as a 10-year-old kid, like, it, it just it glowed in the, in the, in the nightlight of the carnival. It was, there was something magical about that cover and the li- looking at the list of the songs and realizing I'd heard some of them on the radio yet, but I hadn't heard all of them yet, and I had to win that album. Um, and I realized I, I, I probably spent more money playing the game than it would have been to just go buy the album. Um, 
but it's something I'll never forget. But this song is a straight-ahead rocker. He's got a great growl in his voice. Mm-hmm. And to me, the organ and the piano are the real heroes of this song. They really provide that hook. So that's really the hook to me in that song. But I'll never forget that carnival and that cassette. I still have it somewhere, probably. Um, so my number 10 is Cover Me. Okay. Over to you, Charlie. All right. So my number 11. <gasps> oh, we're closing <laughs> in, boys. We're closing in. Oh. <laughs> So my number 11, as both of you uh, stated before in your albums, I went with Atlantic City. There oh, we go. there it is. Um, again, Atlantic City for me personally, um, I've had many great times in Atlantic City. So yes, him talking about this song, <laughs> um, it was a no-brainer for me. Um, I didn't realize how many artists have covered this song. Um, just just bands that we're interested in, or oh, be- yeah. bands that we're into. Yeah. Ben Harper, yeah. Nathaniel Rateliff, Ed Sheeran, Ooh. Mumford & Sons. Ooh. I mean, yeah. just a, a who's who of, of bands who've covered this song. Again, just a, what, what you guys have said, just a haunting, just bare bones, raw. Um, the harmonica in the song is awesome. Like Kilo said, you know, the best lyric is put your makeup on, fix your hair pretty, and maybe tonight in Atlantic City. It's just a great song, and I I wanted to have that as my my last, my second to last song to kind of, you know, send off then um, my number 12. So, Bravo, what you got for your number 11? My number 11, right? Yeah, my number 11. (laughs) There we go. Real quick side note. um, Yeah. So you mentioned other bands that covered Atlantic City. Mm -hmm. If memory serves me correctly... um, Another band that covered Atlantic City, they put it out on an EP that they did, was local heroes of ours, the Badleys. Oh. Who went okay, national nice. with a, the yeah. hit they had in uh, in the 1990s. Um, they're from oh, the Harrisburg area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a big hit with Angelina's Coming Home off yeah. of a tremendous album called River Songs. Um, but the Badleys, which are local heroes of ours, um, actually... Did a cover Cup version of Atlantic City as well. Very cool. So, so I'll just throw that in there real quick. Absolutely. <laughs> Go ahead, Brian. Right. All right. For my number 11, I'm going with a track that would also make my greatest playlist for summer. If I was a 12-track summer playlist. Uh, off the River, Sherry Darling. Oh. Uh, it was actually intended to be on Darkness song. on the Edge of Town. Mm, okay. But he felt it was just too upbeat, which he's 100% correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, when you put it on, the lyrics to me, like, I actually... Just love getting in my truck, driving and hearing, well, I got some beer in the highways free, and I got you, and baby, you got me. Yeah. What a fantastic line. And you just want to roll the windows down, take a cruise. Mm-hmm. It's very upbeat for Bruce, uh, positive song, so slid that 11. Wow. Great song. I didn't see Sherry yeah. coming. Yeah. yeah that's that's, love great, that's great. Excellent. That's a great song. Loving these albums, by the way, guys. Really. Oh, great. Great stuff. Um so my number 11... Yeah, what you got for your number <laughs> Now, you would think that maybe I would have this as my number 12 mm. when you hear what song it is, but you'll see what I'm going to do in a minute with 12. Okay. But my number 11 is the title track off of his 1978 album, I'm Going With Darkness on the Edge oh. of Town. That's my number 11. All right. Uh, this is just a classic piece of real-life storytelling um, it sounds to me like it's about a man who has lost it all and is trying hard to convince everyone around him and in turn himself that he doesn't even care anymore. Um, my favorite He's li- given up, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. My favorite lyric from this song is, and I quote, Well, everybody's got a secret, son. Something yeah. that they just can't face. Yeah. Some folks spend their whole lives trying to keep it, 
they carry it with them every step that they take. Just a yeah. great line. Um, I love how the outro breaks down to let the piano and the organ take center stage at the end of this song. Um, I just, it's beautiful. And the way that it fades out, the music just fades out at the end. You would think it's ending mm -hmm. my album. And a lot of people would have ended yeah. their album that way, the way mine has played out. But I'm going to throw you a little curveball in a moment. All right. But that's my number 11, Darkness on the Edge of Town. Over to Charlie. It looks like we're doing our final tracks here, boys. Our final this is track. it. Yep. So my number 12, I, I don't know if anybody... <laughs> you guys are probably going to laugh when I say this song. No. But I'll tell you what. I, I'm not a big 80s music fan, but this song, it's 80s all the way. <laughs> it's you already got haunting. me. <laughs> I'm in. Um, I'm not sure if it's about a prostitute or a woman who's guarded in her relationships. Um, again, he's kind of playful with his lyrics, so I'm not really sure where he's going with this. But you could, you could, you know, account for both of those situations. This album is off his greatest hits album, and that's Secret Garden. Oh, wow. to close it out. Yeah, wow. This, I have seen that. Great this song. song, it just floats. And then the saxophone at the end, that doo-doo-doo, it's, it's beautiful. And I just, I, yeah, I, it's, it's definitely an underdog for me. But I just Ooh. felt like after Atlantic City to, to throw that song on there to end this. And it just, it does. It just kind of puts you in a good spot or good place. And yeah, so I had it at my number 12, Secret Garden. I remember loving that song when it came out, and I think it's... And Jerry Maguire, I think. Oh, It's yeah. from the Jerry Maguire yeah. soundtrack okay. that was in the movie. See, I think it slipped by me because it wasn't on an album proper, right? Yeah. yeah. So I don't remember listening to it when I was yeah, doing it. Yeah, it was like 92 or 94, yeah. I think, when this came out. But, oh, man. that's a sleeper pick. I love it. <laughs> such a great song. Absolutely love it, yeah. <laughs> great All song. right, Bravo, what you got? Well, I'm closing my album with another Kilo Stole song. <laughs> He knows exactly where I was going with this, too. I think I know what you're going to say. Just, Nate, just say it. You already got it. Darkness on the Edge of Town? It, that's yeah. It. I mean, the fact that you mentioned it, that should be a closer. Yeah, yeah. At least I know I'm on the right path. But yeah. <laughs> following him this whole time, I mean, there's no reason to even bring notes. I can just, you know, <laughs> just go off what he says. But yeah. it's 100% accurate. I mean, the, the song itself is fantastic, and it closes yeah. great. So, yeah, Darkness. That's wow. All right. Uh, we, yeah, we've all been stealing from each other all <laughs> night. Sure Again, for 19 albums to yep. have that many yeah. songs, that's very, very... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kudos, guys. All right. So, I have been so excited <laughs> to drop this. I have a feeling that your jaws are going to hit the table when I say what my closing track is. And I'm right. even going to pull my notes up here so you don't peek and see it. Oh, my. But, now keep in mind, on my album, number 11 was Darkness of the Edge of Town, so mm -hmm. it fades out. You think the vinyl is about to, the needle's about to lift up, yeah. you know, and you're going to have to change the album, take it off. But there's one more song on there. I'm going to the album Devils and Dust Ooh. for my last song. But you might think I'm going to the title track, which is the, probably the mm -hmm. best-known song and an absolutely amazing piece of songwriting. But I'm actually going to the closing track on that album. It's called Matamoris Banks. Oh, Wow. That is going to end my album. Now, this, right. this is, I just think this is, might be shocking to people out there, but I stand by this. If you put my album in like a playlist and actually listen to how this flows, I totally stand by it. I think it works. Um, you know, this is just primarily Bruce and his guitar and his voice. 
Now, technically, there's some light passages of strings and some minimal sparse percussion in the song as well, but it's mainly just him and his guitar. Um, Matamoros is a city in northeastern Mexico. It's oh. located on the southern bank of the Rio Grande, directly across from the border, excuse me, directly across the border from Brownsville, Texas. Okay, yep. The southern point. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You're down there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So this tells a story of a body that's discovered there, but the timeline of events and the way he tells the story in the song goes in reverse time order. Um, so if you've never heard this song, it's underrated, absolute, stunning gem from his discography. Nice. Um, it's, it's very haunting, and his voice is slow and resolute, and his voice is very deep in a lot of his hmm. songs. It's very, okay. very low. Low which, register. Yeah, okay. which just works really well. Uh-huh. Um, so... You know, like I said, when most people talk about Devils in Dust, they talk about the title track, which is a great song. But this song has always floored me. It just, it just grabs me. So, uh, Madame Morris Banks, folks, wow, <laughs> is right. closing out my perfect album. That? All right, there you go. What in the world? Okay, so we're gonna quickly do our B sides. Yes, our honorable mentions, right? Charlie, you've got three. I have three. My three were first one was off the Wild, the Innocent, and the East Street Shuffle, which is Fourth of July, Ashbury Park. Mm, good. And then also off The Promise, I had Fire. And a little again surprise, I think I'm going to throw you for a loop. I My last one was off Human Touch. Oh. And that was 57 channels and nothing on. Oh. <laughs> that song is so good. And it's just it's so different from anything else oh, that yeah, he's done. Yeah. Such a good song. Bravo, what you got That's for your honorable For my B-sides... I have Hitchhiking from Western Stars. I love the track, but uh, yeah. I just couldn't fit it on here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mary's Place, which I believe oh, Charles, yeah. yep, he had oh, that as well. Yeah. And then one from Devils and Dust, uh, Reno. Oh. So okay. that's yeah. that were the three I couldn't get on but love. So some had some controversial lyrics, yeah. which I'm not going to quote. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the B-sides for me. Yeah, what you got? I've got songs. Two of these appeared on your your, your albums. Okay. Uh, they might have both been off of uh, Charlie's, actually. But my first B-side is 10th Avenue Freeze Out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the initial draft of my album actually had that on there, and then I had to squeeze it out, um, which hurt. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> my second B-side is Glory Days. Uh, yes. Which um, yep. actually, uh, with my band, I sing that song, which I usually sing background vocals so people don't leave. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I actually sing lead on that song, and uh, that's really fun. So that one's special to me. Awesome. I always liked it as a kid, too. Um, and I had to mention a B side. The Rising is such a great album, but I, I couldn't fit anything onto my album to make it work because it such, has such a theme to it. But the song Empty Sky off mm. of The Rising is okay. just beautiful, and that whole theme, you know, with the mourning loss of 9 11. Um, so he really came through for the country with that album, The Rising, in yeah. a time when we needed Bruce. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I see, we're getting uh, to the end of our time here. Um, but I just want to do a couple quick shout-outs. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to send a shout-out to my friend Red. Um, he's been really promoting our uh, podcast with uh, the shows that he does. Um, he's on stageit.com every Friday at 5 o'clock for what he calls the Friday 5 at 5. Um, you can find him on Instagram. Just look under um, at the Rooster Productions. So it's at the Rooster Productions on Instagram. And thanks to Red for all the support. Uh, great musician. So listen to his songs. Um, also want to give a quick shout out our Facebook page. People are starting to notice it, like it, comment on it. Um, last week we did Counting Crows, and we had a couple of guys actually go onto the site and make comments onto the Facebook page and listed they listed their own perfect albums. Mm-hmm. 
which is what we wanted to happen with this, and it's already Absolutely. happening. Yep. So thank you, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll send a special shout-out to Jim Brennan and Brad Bannell. Um, check out their Counting Crows Perfect Album lists. I thought they were really creative. Um, so check out our Facebook page. Just search KCB Music Den on Facebook. And on Instagram. Yes, and we're on Instagram as well. Mm-hmm. Um, anything you guys want to add real quick as far as shout-outs or wrapping up Bruce here? Got yeah. a minute or two? Just thanks to our sponsors, Raw Outfitters. Uh, you can check them out at www.rawoutfitters.com. And that's R A W R, and uh, yeah, this was a, a great, a great, great, great album and great band to be able to do. So yeah. I've, I've enjoyed every minute. Absolutely. So. Anything to add, Bravo? No, I mean, I, I just, I basically would steal whatever you said anyway because I'm <laughs> yeah. so, so we'll just leave <laughs> that, that was the theme of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> stealing what you've already done. So I'm gonna have to check your pockets before you leave my house, there. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say we, we all brought a ton of great stuff this time. I'm really proud of us. I know that sounds like I'm patting myself on the back, but I'm, I'm honestly more proud of, of you guys. Um, I uh, A while ago, earlier this year, I, I had this idea to do this podcast, and um, I'm so thrilled that we're doing it, and people are already listening, and people are creating their own perfect albums. And I tip my hat to Bravo because this concept that we're really hanging our hat on here was mm-hmm. something that came from him just naturally, yep. um, just for having fun and passing time at work. <laughs> um so I believe we hit everything we wanted to hit here. Yeah. So those are our Bruce Springsteen perfect albums. Please go to the Facebook page, KCB Music Den. Uh, check us out on Instagram. Uh, feel free to post your perfect albums. Feel free to comment on ours. And remember, guys, we do this for fun. So please, no negative comments. Um, we can take it. But you know, if, if someone else uh, posts their album and you're like, "Oh, I don't like that song," or "What are you thinking?" Like, we all love these bands, and that's why we do this. So please, let's try and keep it positive. Yeah. Um, so far, we've seen nothing but. So I just wanted to mention that because sometimes things go that way online. <laughs> um, so and, and be ready for next week because REM is coming. Yes, ah, exactly. So excited about yeah. that. <laughs> Episode four next week is REM, one of my favorite all-time bands. I think for all three of us, yep. we yeah. absolutely love them. So that's going to be brutal to make those picks, but we're going to do it. Um, so all right, yeah. Thank Peace you so out, much. everybody. Yeah, great job, and uh, thank you for listening, everyone. KCB Music Den signing off, and we'll see you next week for. R.E.M.